I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today, I'm here with Caroline Lauzon. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, Caroline, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Um, Caroline uh, has a very interesting background. Uh, she was on the Canadian diving national team and has also been a Cirque du Soleil performer for 18 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, also you're, you're now sort of transitioning to, to real estate as well. So right. I would love it if you would go ahead and sort of tell us your story, uh, where you started, how you got to, to where you are now, and then we'll kind of dive in from there. All right. Um, I don't even know where to start, really, but uh, I guess we'll we'll try and start from the beginning. Um, I have been a high-level athlete since I was five years old. Um, I did gymnastics until I was uh, 12 years old, um, so lots of training, nine hours a day uh, since I was really, really young, so uh, I guess that taught me discipline and hard work and everything, um, but I got injured uh a lot in when I was 12 in one year I broke my femur and my back and then my parents said um, I think you need a new sport this is getting a little bit crazy <laughs> um, so that that crushed me a little bit um, but it made me switch over to diving and I fell in love with diving and I became a national team member after a year of joining uh, the diving team so it was a good thing in the end uh, for me to switch over um, I was national team for about four years and, um, I don't know if you guys followed the Olympics this year, uh, but Simone Biles, um, who had the case of the twisties as they called it on the news, this is exactly what happened to me at the end of my diving career. Um, I got completely lost in my twists, uh, same thing, the twisties, and it was so bad that I lost kind of like all my tricks and, uh, had to retire from the, um, competitive, um, sport of diving. Um, while you're competing and doing these sports, Cirque du Soleil is always uh, very present uh, and sponsors some events and everything. So they're very present and they had approached me already and said, hey, one day if you're ever uh, done with competing, we'd love to um, you know, have you audition and see if you'd be a good fit for as a flyer for us. Um, and as soon as I finished, I gave him a call and two weeks later I was joining for a, a new project. That was in July, 2003. Uh, 18 years later, I'm still with the company. Um, I've performed um, in four different shows. I've done the Oscars in 2012. Um, that was quite the highlight of my career. And um, so <laughs> I'm approaching the 40s soon. And you know, you have to think you're, you're not going to be able to do this forever. Um, so about um, let's let's back backtrack a little bit. So my mother is, um, and my grandfather had a furniture store. So I've always been very involved in kind of decor and, uh, you know, decorating houses. And I love this kind of aspect of uh, real estate since I've been really, really young. Um, And then I think 
when I was 30. And I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people and it's gonna sound very cheesy, um, but I read the book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, and it kind of really changed my mind on how um, I was seeing money. You know, we're always thought, you know, you should save up, you should save up and save up and then you can retire when actually it kind of blew my mind like, oh my God, like I need to actually invest my money and make my money work for myself. Um, and it just totally switched my mind on this. And so I started um, having a lot of interest and I bought my first apartment and I remember shaking, signing my first <laughs> contract. And now I look back and it was $89,000 and I was like, oh my God, it was so cheap. Like I should have bought 10 of them. <laughs> but uh, I made my first investment um, yeah, that was about 10 years ago. And uh, yeah, then I went on to uh, buying a few more homes and blah, 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 um, investing myself. So uh, four years ago, when I was pregnant with my daughter, um, I had a lot of time since you can't perform and you're pregnant, I had about a year to do something. Um, and I decided to get my real estate license because I had already flipped a few homes um, very slowly, like I'm not like, a, you know, property brothers or anything like that, but um, flipped a few homes. And I was like, man, this is something that I would really enjoy doing. Um, so I got my real estate license, passed my exam. And funny enough, um, I passed the exam two weeks before I delivered. And I was like, if I don't pass my exam now, I don't think I'll be able to take it again. Like once I have a newborn and everything. So I was like, I have to pass now. <laughs> so I passed it. Um, and uh then yeah it's been four years since I got my license at the beginning because I had a newborn and I had a full-time job with Cirque it was a, a little bit more kind of on the side very um slow and then uh pandemic happened and I really went full steam um into uh real estate and uh what a year to go full steam <laughs> it was crazy um so it's been a year and a half that I'm full-time doing it. I'm just now retransitioning into both jobs full-time and I'm a full-time uh, mother as well. So uh, very busy. <laughs> that sounds very busy for sure. Yeah, so that's kind of my story. That's how I got where I'm at today. Um, you know, the the why and the, the how I got here. Um, and I really find myself loving this job, really, like, I love helping people. Like, I think I'm a very, um, I, I get really happy when I help people. And I, I, like, real estate just sounds like, oh, money and this. Like, no, I, at the end of the day, I love it. I've had more pleasure helping FHA buyers or VA buyers that, you know, that it sounded impossible in this market. And then finally, they got it. And they're so happy. Um, brought me more joy. So, um, I really do love real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I mean, that, that's a, that's a really impressive and interesting life story. I think that I, I think we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but you know, it's, it's like, you might think some of these things are not related, right? Not, they don't, they're not applicable to real estate. It, it's like, it's like, oh, what is what is gymnastics or diving or any of that has to do with real estate? But, but the the discipline, right? The discipline and the work ethic and the things like that 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 were instilled in you at an incredibly young age is, you know, that, that sticks with you. That's not something Absolutely. that you just like. Oh well, I worked hard when I was eight. Now, now I don't anymore. It's just yeah. it just becomes a part of who you are, and so yeah. You know, 
you know, translate that to now where you're working essentially two jobs and you're a mother. And so it's, it, I think sometimes if you don't have that work ethic instilled in you and that dedication at, a, at such a young age, it's hard to, it's not impossible to pick it up at a later age or later in life, but I think it is a hard thing to yeah. sort of flip a switch from, you know, not, I don't, not even, it's not even about laziness or anything like that. It's just, it is just a different mindset. Organized. It's, yeah. it's a skill itself. And, you know, you, my, my schedule was pretty tight from age six. So I, I've, I've always been really good with time managing and uh, yeah, like you said, like discipline, like real estate, I think uh, consistency is the most important thing that you can have is consistency and discipline. Uh, you just, this is one thing I didn't know when I uh, signed up for real estate is how many phone calls you have to make, like how much yeah. uh, reaching out to people you'll have to do. And, but to, to do that, you have to be disciplined. You have to sit down. You say you got your, your phone call hours uh, every day and uh, you got to be diligent and organized and do all these things. And that's how I think that's the key to be successful. And luckily for me, I've been taught that my whole life since I've been very young and to work hard. And also, I think also in sport and in Cirque, uh, it's a performance. So you're always performing. So you're kind of taught to uh, put your uh, your own emotions aside a little bit. And, um, you know, you come in and, and these clients are very happy and uh, they're looking for a house. You don't want to arrive grumpy and, and uh, you got to put on a show. You got to be smiling and happy and this is a good thing for them. And um, so putting on a show basically is, is another skill that I've learned through the years. You leave your emotions at home you you do your show and then you can deal with it later right 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 there's a lot of uh i think uh athletes athletes very much so and especially you know when you start at a young age there's a, a lot about of compartmentalization of of you know sort of okay it, it's it's performance time or it's you know yeah. it's game time right now i deal with the other stuff later that kind of thing so i think that that's yeah those are all things i mean you know it's not to say like <laughs> it's not to say that you sh should push all yeah, it's, aside. it's just a matter of you're yeah, able to, to, to put it in different boxes and sort of mm -hmm. work on them at the right times and I, and I think um you know one of the things you kind of talked about is that like the the discipline and the and the the cold calling right so yeah you're I assume that's what you're talking about when you're talking about your phone call time, the cold calling is there's, you just have to do it right because it's, it's not every person's going to want your phone call. Most of them are going to say no, but it's that persistence and the discipline that I'm doing this for however many hours it is. It doesn't matter, you know, <laughs> what the outcome the is. Game. Yeah, it's a numbers game. So you'll get 98 no's and you'll get two yes and those two yes will end up being something um but yeah you get on these hundred phone calls you'll get a lot of rejection and you don't take it personal and you know it's annoying um on the cold calling but you got to also follow up with your clients you know not because you've talked to them once that this is going to end up closing at the end of the day you got to make a relationship you got to care like oh i remember today's your birthday how you know you got to make these relationships with them. And I think that makes a difference uh, in a good agent and someone who just wants to close. Like I think right. somebody who makes a relationship with the client uh, will end up getting the listing in a couple of years once the client wants to move, you know, cause they'll remember that they really liked you. Um, 
So I think that's important. Yeah, when I mean phone calls is is past clients, it's current client just following up. Hey, I know you said like three months ago that you wanted to look this summer. Do you think you're ready? Where are you guys at? Like, I'm just following up, you know, following up is a, is important, but yeah, you got to be really disciplined and it, it yeah, it, it's time consuming, but it's important. Yeah. Yeah. And making it relational rather than transactional, right. It's, it's not, not just, uh, it's, it's not a, a, you know, a one-time sale thing you're you're basically trying to be you know if you, if you sell someone a house you want them to use you when they sell that house right yeah. like you, you and you want them to tell your friends that this person helped yeah, a great agent yeah use yeah. her she's yeah. awesome so it, it's it's very much about you know kind of building and that's you know that theme is is a very common theme throughout all of real estate and word of mouth is still yep. very much so the greatest marketing tool you can have yeah exactly if, if everyone mm -hmm. If everyone who talks about you has good things to say, obviously that'll go a long way to, to you know, sort of building your business and, and getting uh, more and more clients as you as Absolutely. you through it. And it's, it's a really stressful time to purchase a property or sell a property. Um, it, it's about, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and it can be very scary for a first time home buyer or uh, anything. It, it's a really stressful time and it's, it's nice to have a human by your side, not just, um, someone who just wants to close and get the things done, someone who's there to look out for you. Um, I, you know, you, there's always two agents on both sides and I deal with a lot of agents that are not as diligent. My, my team always is amazing. And of course, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna promote uh, positively my team, but we really care about people. And I, I deal with a lot of agents that don't. And um, I find it a shame like that it's, it's, it's not this way all the time for all the agents out there. Yeah, I think it, I mean, I think that I've heard this before, maybe, I don't know, on bigger pockets or something like that, that it's, it's, uh, you know, 20% of the agents are doing sort of 80% of the work in that, because they're the good ones. And they're the ones that the clients, yeah. they, they can continue to build their client base. So yeah, sort of maintaining those relationships and that discipline is incredibly important. And it, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, going back to the sports team, it's like it, as a diver, you are going to practice that same dive probably hundreds of times yeah. to try and nail it once at the right time. Right. And it's, so it's kind of that same, you're not, uh, again, it's like, I, I mean, I've, I love sports and athletics. And so a lot of the sports cliches are always in my head, but I know I've seen things about like Usain Bolt has trained for hundreds of hours in his life to run like a total of 45 seconds or something like that to win those golds in the Olympics. Yeah. And it's like, he's not, you know, the, the real work isn't when they're, when you're racing that race, it's, it's before that. So that by the time you get to that level, your, your body's just doing what it needs to do and what it knows yeah. to do. So I, it's the same in business. Like it's the same. That, that's why I think it's, it's really remarkable to me to just continue to see the parallels in whatever you, you know, whatever life you've lived up into the point of real estate or business yeah. and how those, you know, correlate far more than you would think. Like you wouldn't, I don't think people would think a CERT performer that that's going to be applicable to what you're doing in real estate, but it certainly is. And I think, you know, people aren't going to think that a veterinary surgeon has like that applies to real estate, but yeah. it does. There's, it's it just, does. just life. It's just life. Yeah. And it's, it's how to, how to interact with people, how to, how to be uh, 
a likable human <laughs> essentially like it, absolutely there's just there's a lot to it that that um you can you know sort of take from different aspects of your life so it's really cool to to see those parallels and i'm always interested when i i mean the stories that i get to hear on this podcast with with people's you know pre-real estate life is, is really yeah. interesting and and you know sort of knowing how that <clears throat> impacts them now at this point so um maybe uh do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of what, what you've done from an, an investing standpoint for yeah. yourself? Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm not a big investor, uh, but, you know, on a smaller scale. Any investing uh, is good. I, I don't, I always so, hate that. Like people, you know, yeah, like, I've, I've like people with hundreds and thousands, you know, thousands yeah. of units and it's like, who cares? Any investing is good. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's the smart move. But so there, obviously there was a crash in 2008 um, and Vegas was hit pretty hard. Um, so I feel like, you know, I've been pretty lucky as well in timing in my life. Um, but when I started purchasing property about, um, it was about nine years ago, um, properties were so cheap. So I bought my first apartment, uh, kind of redecorated everything, sold it, made a little bit of money there. Um, had to, I, I actually wanted to, this is interesting. I want, I bought this apartment because I wanted to rent it. And the agent at the time, um, the HOA documents said uh, that we couldn't rent the apartment, but she said, oh, they never look at that because she wanted to close a deal. And uh, when I came to, to rent it, I couldn't rent it. So I had to sell my investment much sooner than I wanted to, unfortunately, but I still made some money. Then um, I had another house um, that, I was with my boyfriend at the time and we went kind of flipped that one as well. And we sold it, made some money. Then we bought our house that we're living at right now um, with that money and bought another house. So from that house in my little apartment, we bought two houses and then we flipped both houses and now sold both houses and, and just, you know, quadrupled our money uh, in the last nine years. So it's been a journey. And then I've just closed on a townhouse yesterday uh, as an investment. And yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be some work again. And it's a, you know, the market being so high, it's always, you know, you're always taking a risk. Um, but um, yeah, I'm very excited to redecorate the whole inside and uh, get started on this. But yeah, I feel like it's a it's a different mindset. If, if, if you like your money and your bank account and you feel safe this way, but it, it really doesn't, what's the word, fructify? <laughs> it doesn't like grow very much. It doesn't um, come, they don't give you the, the interest rates that you are getting, even if it's a high oh, yield <laughs> savings yeah. account or whatever. If I had left that money in my bank account this whole nine years, it, I wouldn't be anywhere near what I have now. Um, and it's a complete different mindset. It might be scary for someone to be uh, investing a lot of money and not have uh, as much in the bank account, like scary looking, but then it's it's there, it's invested right. and you can always sell it if you need it. So it's a, it's a mindset um, um, investing. It's not for everybody. Uh, some people really like the cushion and they, they like to feel safe and they just wanna save and they wanna retire on their little money. But, and it's okay to, to, to do that. But once you, I feel like once you jump, you make that jump and you see what you can actually do with your money, um, then you just want to keep buying. <laughs> you just want to keep going. And it's, 
it's uh, you, you got to be smart and you got to make good decisions, especially when the market uh, moves. Uh, in the last year, it's moved so much that you're like, okay, I got to make smart decisions here. I got to keep an eye on it. I got to keep myself informed. I got to keep, you know, you got to stay on track with the news and what could affect the market. And like you, you, you all of a sudden you get addicted in, in this world of investment, you know? Yeah, it's hundred um, percent. Like once you, once you make the leap and you figure out what, what it can do for you, like it, it's it, what you said about, you know, then you just want, you want you to want more. In. You're like, but what? Right now, I don't want to like, leave any money in my savings account. Right, right, I just yeah. want to invest it everywhere. Like yeah. buy me Bitcoins, buy me everything. Yeah. yeah whatever. So. It, just, it, you have to be smart about it. Right. It's not, it's not to minimize that, that, that there's risks, but there's risks in everything in life. There's, there's risks in your, in your W2 job. Like what if that business goes out of, uh, what if, or what if your business goes bankrupt and you don't have a job? Like there's, there's so many different things that can happen. What if you work, I mean, what if you work in Cirque and there's a pandemic, like there are things that it's, it's just like people don't, they're worried about perceived risk and for some reason ignoring very real possible risks yeah and lots of people lose their jobs lots of times the stock market stock market drops down like that stuff happens all the time but like real estate over time just goes up it just goes up like there's yes yeah. there was a crash in 2008 but like we should have had a crash right now and the government didn't let it happen like it's just it's there it's not going to be a linear straight up line to increase the value of your real estate, but it's a tangible asset that you can hold over time. You can receive cash flow if you're renting it out. You can Absolutely. receive tax benefits. Like there's so many different things that it, once you figure that stuff out, it's like, what am I not, what, what have I been doing all this time? That, I mean, that's how I feel. I'm like, what was I waiting for? Because yeah. in a year, we've done a few things in terms of just passive investments it's not even counting what we're working on actively and it's like we like we we increased our passive cash flow a ton and that's started at zero passive cash flow and have a significant amount that it's like it wasn't that hard to do any anybody can do it and like yeah i think you're you're right on when it's like once you figure out the power guys the limit really um i forgot that i i also have a and this is a kind of a good starter story. Um, I also have an Airbnb at a ski resort here in Utah. Um, and the, the property was $52,000. It's right across from the, the, the chairlift, the ski resort. Um, and it, it came fully furnished, but it was pretty ugly. I was like, Oh, should I do it? It's a ski resort. And I don't, I didn't know if the summer, um, was also usable. And I was really scared to make the jump. And I was like, Oh, should I do it? Should I do it? I'm, I'm so scared, but it's so cheap. Like, like yeah. my mortgage is going to be so low. So I started with, um, I think my down payment or all my costs were $13,000. And I put down and I've had this property for five years now. I have never put a cent out of my pocket since. It's been renting out nightly, Airbnb, uh, winter, summer. It does so well. And I've, with the gain that I've made from this property i've renewed all the furniture all the floorings i've literally not put a cent out of my pocket and today the resale value is about 120 
Um, so it's doubled in the last couple of years. I mean, you know, it's a small scale property, but it's just an example of like, I was so mortified. I was like, oh, should I do this? This is really scary. Um, and yeah, I've never, um, knock on wood, um, put a cent out of my pocket since. So my 13,000 has now, you know, your, your 13,000 is now over a yeah. hundred thousand, right? Like yeah. it, it's just, and that's like, that's, and you're not even mentioning the like cash flow that you've gotten along the way. Yes. You're not talking about the, how that has uh, helped you on taxes. Like there's a whole, like, you that's have tax and you have to get in business and, you know, Airbnb is its own beast. Um, right, and right. it, you have to be diligent and it's, it can be complicated if you do it the right way. Um, cause there's a lot of, yeah. weird airbnb business out there <laughs> but if you do it the right way you have to be diligent and so it's a business so you have to treat it as yeah. it is um but yeah it, it's right. worth it's every not penny. A business it's not a business that you have to spend 40 hours a week on no right you forgot to tell me about it yeah <laughs> that's that's, that's how much, right? like, like that's how kind of you know easy it is like you forgot to tell me you had the, this yeah. thing and, and and it's like that's to me, that's the point. Like people that, people that have, you know, a large real estate portfolio, especially if it's like on a on a passive level, they don't. I, I sure I'm sure they couldn't tell you everything on it. Yeah. Right? Like they're just like I don't know. I just get money in my account every month. Like it's just and it's that's 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 the power. I mean that's really the power and that's it's, it's cool. very exciting. Um, I just had a discussion with somebody at work uh, today. Um, because he has uh, an apartment and, it, and the revenue he gets a passive thousand dollars a month. And I was like, you get a few more of those and you have a salary in itself. You don't really need to work. You do it because you like it. You know, you right. perform right. because you like it. You do what you like because you like it. You don't have that stress of like, yeah. you have passive income coming to your pocket. That's the main goal. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if it, you create enough passive income that, that work is optional, you may love your work. Like, I don't want to stop doing surgery. Yeah, it's not like that's not my intent here. My intent is that it's up to me. Yeah, right. It's like it's I because I don't have to worry about my bills. I don't have to worry about my kids having anything that they need. Like we can take vacations when we want. Like yeah. I just want it to be up to me. Yeah, that's it. I love doing surgery. I can plan to continue doing surgery as long as I can. Like I I I look at surgery in a little bit like I look at athletics in the sense that at some point your body doesn't, won't do it as well. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, that's, I don't, I don't want to be at that point in my career and still have to do it. Right. Yeah. I think there's a lot of uh, when I have the freedom of saying, Hey, you know what, time to move, to move on. I'm not right. doing this because it's I have time to. to lecture about surgery or tell, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. be involved in some other way and, and, and have that be my choice and not, I have to keep doing this because I can't retire until I'm 65 and yeah. all of that stuff. So it's, it's very much about choices. I yeah. think is really what it comes down to. And, and it's, uh, it, it's just a very, that's why I love these conversations because it's like, it doesn't, you know, you, you start kind of started off like, Oh, I'm not a big investor. It does. You are like you, you're doing your, it doesn't matter the, the number of properties or the, or there's so many different avenues, right? You have Airbnb, you have some other rentals, like there's different ways to do it. You can just pick the one you like. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is like your story about the Airbnb and you, you struggled with the decision to buy that, right? Yeah. 
in hindsight, would you have been upset if you didn't? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right? Like you're I can't tell you how many... did, two of my friends did following that winter because they saw how lucrative yeah. and fun and easy. And I can go whenever I want. Like I go two, right. three times a year and I enjoy it and it's amazing. Um, so then I kind of like what this is this is doable. So it's kind of hard to be the first to do it. Um, but yeah, I, I would have been so mad if I didn't do it. Right. Yeah. If like if you what you know, it's like for me, I think about, okay, the, the crash in 2008, people started buying real estate in 2010 and 2011. Those people are set. Yeah. Like those people are set. I wasn't one of those people. So if you- Well, like, everyone was so scared. Right. Everyone was so scared. But if you if you just did it and re, like right now, if we had another crash, I would buy as much real estate as I possibly could. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I know you, it's always going to go up. It's always, yeah. people always need places to live. If, if we had only like, more people on this planet, like, right. yeah, it's just, it's always going to improve. So it's like, if we had another crash right now, it's, I would literally like every, <laughs> everything I could buy, I would buy yeah. and just to be able to, you know, sort of ride that next wave. But it's, um, it just shows you like the, the remarkable power of it. And um, it's, yeah, you know, you said, you said you don't want to be the first, but, but you're not the first, you might be the first of your friend yeah. in my, in my circle, right. yeah, I you're, was you're, kind you're of... the first in your circle, but you're not certainly not the, like, what is it? 90% yeah. of all millionaires are created by real estate. Like mm -hmm. you're not the first person to, to do these things in whatever avenue, like whether it's Airbnb or it's, uh, you know, apartment investing or, note investing. I mean, there's just so many different, or even just as a, strictly as a passive investor, there's people that purely invest passively and have created, uh, or made themselves millionaires that way. And it's, and it's passive, right? Passive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's remarkable the, the power of it. And, and once you, once you, once start. you realize it, yeah, you're not going to, if you start and you jump in, you're not going to stop. Like yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing you have to worry about is that you're going to get hooked on it and not, not want to stop. So, Absolutely. um, it, uh, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. It becomes um, a challenge and, and, you know, you meet friends that are like-minded and you right. keep up to date together and like, Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. you see, so, yeah, you talk to, you talk to all these people and like, you know, talk to people that are like, Oh yeah, I have some Airbnbs here. And like, we made 60 something thousand dollars last year on our Airbnb. And it's like, that's like after expenses, I'm like, okay, I need an Airbnb. Let's like, it's just yeah, nightly, nightly rental business um, is, is so good. Um, I think people, especially in the last year did not want to see other people because of the pandemic. Right, so right. They really wanted to have their little apartment. They wanted to cook. They wanted no restaurants was open and all that stuff. So they really wanted their privacy. And um, yeah, it did last year. I was like, oh no, this is the year where I'm going to have to go out of pocket. And no, it did even better than the other years. Right. Right. So yeah, there was a lot of uh, unknown as to what was going to happen with the pandemic. And um, there are components of, of real estate that were hit hard, like office and retail. Yeah. But I would argue that you probably should have known that was coming with the way that like retail was already on its way down before the pandemic yeah, because online, of things like online. Amazon, like it's, it's just, that's, that's the way that, that retail, I mean, when Amazon bought Whole Foods, Costco stock plummeted. Like, it's like the, the people, 
you, you can see the <laughs> you can see the retail writing on the wall. Office maybe a little bit different, I think. Uh, but but now that now we know, like you can work remotely. So it's like, mm-hmm. but but people always need a place to live. So yeah, you know, you take the opportunities. Maybe you buy office buildings and turn them into apartments, or what you know, whatever it is. You just you can you can make it work. It's still a tangible asset on a piece of land yeah. that has value. And so yeah. it's just there's there's things to be done with it. But um, yeah, I get really fired up about I know about I, I... possibilities. It, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Um, Caroline, let's let's shift gears. I'll uh, want to <laughs> talk all day about this stuff, but I'll I'll get to the part where um, I'm gonna just ask you a few questions. Um, the first one is relevant to the name of the podcast being Know Your Why. And so my, my question for you is, is what's your why? What what drives you? Uh, what what makes you, you know, sort of keep pushing and, and you know, driving that success? Uh, well, you know, there's there's different things. On a personal level, uh, I just love the challenge. And like I said, I'm slightly addicted to investing now. So I, I, I love that, that aspect. And um, I want to grow to be, um, I don't know, a good example for my daughter uh, as well. I have a four-year-old daughter and um, I just want to be able to show her that she can be a strong, independent woman in this world and, um, you know, be whatever she wants and um, teach her all these good things that I've learned when I was a kid, uh, like discipline and hard work and all that stuff, good morals and be a good mom. Um, But also I just, I, my why is I really love helping people. Uh, when the pandemic happened, I started to go fund me because we had a lot of people here at CERC that were stranded in the US, but they don't have green cards, they can't work, they weren't able to get unemployment because they weren't eligible. So I started to go fund me for them and we raised $21,000 for them. Um, I'm just a very, I love helping people. So um, my why, and I found it and I, it's funny because I didn't think real estate was that I was doing it a bit more on a, hey, I want to be able to buy and sell my own properties, like uh, investing wise. And finally, I fell in love with helping people. Um, I get so much joy, like I, I'm repeating myself a little bit, but I get a lot of joy uh, with my first time home buyers making it like, like almost crying because they, they, they were able to buy a house for their family. I had a family, um, she was an FHA buyer and, and she has seven kids um, and in this market, we just kept getting outbid and outbid and outbid. Um, and finally she got it. And, and when they closed, it was like winning the Olympics. It was amazing. It was so fun. Like, um, it was great. And then I have another client, um, who came from Brazil. He's got this crazy story. He's a refugee. Um, his father was killed in Brazil and they came here. They were able to, they started from zero. They had no money whatsoever. Um, and, and saved up, saved up. And then finally they were able to uh, get pre-approved and then we found them a house and it what you know, the, the level of accomplishment for these people was, I got so excited for them. And I, I really love this part. And this is why I do this. I love helping people, not in a cheesy way. This is really what I love to do. No, it's, it's, it's very <laughs> real. I mean, it's, you know, we, t- we talked about like the, the, the financial side of uh, the financial power of real estate, but the, the ability to use it as a tool to give back, whether that's financially or like you're doing, you know, just, just providing, uh, guiding, yeah, mm-hmm. guiding people, providing a, an avenue for them to achieve what's of like 
buying your first house is is a very very big deal to to virtually everyone right like that's like the, I mean remember I said I was shaking when I signed my yeah. 89,000 condo like I remember this feeling yeah oh yeah no I I, I bought my first house <laughs> I was 25 about my first house this was before the um I, I got lucky timing wise this was before the crash but you, they would give everyone, anyone a mortgage, right? Everybody, that's why the crash happened. They would give everyone a mortgage. I was a good example of that. I, I don't remember what I put down. It was not very much money. I bought a, a house for $99,000. Like it needed everything fixed. And I was like, that's all right, I'll figure it out. And it was like, I will never forget that house. And I will never forget what it did for me. Like I used that house I, I, again, I got lucky. I sold it sort of right before the crash, but was able to refinance a couple of times, pay off school loans, buy the next property. Like it, it did, it, it did so, yeah, just, it did so much to get, you know, to get me going in, in, you know, get, give me that confidence that, that investing in real estate really does make sense. Even you just start however you can start. Yeah. And absolutely. then it will grow and it it's not it's not get rich quick. Like it's you're not going to get rich overnight, but you will you will gain wealth if you stick with it and kind of keep working towards it. So um yeah, I think that the ability to but the ability to to help people on that level as as you know getting them into their first homes, the ability to once you once you do build some wealth, the ability to give back some of that, right? Like you know, yeah. whether that's through charity, whether that's donating your time. Uh, I think um, one of the one of the people I interviewed on this podcast, David Grabener, he's he's got a program right now where he is essentially he calls it homeless to homeowner, and he's he's buying houses and helping homeless people like get back on their feet and then letting them buy the house at the end. Like that is amazing. I, like, oh my god, that's what I want. Like that's the kind of stuff you want. To, like once you get to that level that's amazing impact that you can have. And it's, it's the same thing. Like even just like if you're buying multifamily, like the, the tenants, they're people like, just like the things that you can do to yeah. help them in their place and make their lives better. And all of that, like people look at it, like it, they sort of vilify being a landlord sometimes in the sense that, Oh, you're just, you know, there are bad landlords that are slumlords and not taking care of their assets and their tenants, but that's not the majority. And it doesn't, that doesn't really fly in this day and age, at least not for very long. So it's just, it's kind of a, again, we're, we're, <laughs> we're both get excited about this, but, but it's true. It's like the ability to give back and, and help other people, um, whether it's financially or uh, time-wise, or just giving them that avenue to, to realizing their dreams. Like, yeah. Like, that's it. Like that's that's the reason. That's that's the why for in some yeah. capacity. That's almost everybody's why. Nobody's trying to get bags. Things of money. that you'll do as a real estate agent that's not in the books. Like you'll you know, I can't think of any. But like stuff like I was raking leaves in front of a listing before the photos because it was messy. Like you stuff that you do for people. Um, yeah. You will go get their check and you'll bring it to the place because they can't make it like I don't know like I can't think of anything right now but you'll do so many things that are not um on the paper to help them out um in any way shape or form that you can because if you care you care you know you want to help people and um yeah 
I, I, there were so many times I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like this is, this was not in the job description. <laughs> Raking isn't, isn't on the test for becoming a real estate. Oh, I staged the entire house because my client was out of town and I was selling her townhouse and um, I just wanted it to be, to look the best it could. You know, I know that in this market, you could totally do cell phone photos and it would sell pretty easily because it's such a hot market for sellers, but I also take pride in everything I do and everything that has my name on it has to be good. So I staged the whole thing and raked the leaves and, you know, yeah. got down to, to it and made it the best it could look. So, yeah. yeah. It just comes back to, you know, what we talked about earlier is just being a, a good person who cares. Right? Yeah, exactly. Relationships and not just transactions. So yeah, um, yeah very, very, very cool. Um, all right, second. So we, we're going to probably have some <laughs> some fun tangent on each question, but let, let's uh, let's go to the next one. So tell me something about, and maybe maybe we've already touched on some of this, but something about yourself that maybe people don't know. Um, we know we know you were a gymnast and a diver, uh, but maybe you know a new hobby or a special skill that you have something something that that you feel comfortable sharing. Uh, wow. Um, well. I perform at O at the Bellagio um, still to this day, um, twice a day. Um, I'm a flyer on the boat act and I'm one of the zebras. So on the poster, it's one of the zebras and um, that's what I do. Um, something special, I, I, mean, I, do, I have so many hobbies, <laughs> I don't know, uh, but I do love the outdoors, uh, sports. Um, I don't know, that's a, that's a hard question. I'm a foodie, I love restaurants and uh, Vegas, we're pretty uh, spoiled with that. So I love to discover new restaurants. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I do woodworking. Oh, really? That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I Again, mean, you I have a lot of hand. special skills. So I guess that, <laughs> that's the that's why it's a hard question to answer. You right? You've got too too many uh, too many things. To I pick just up. love learning things, and every minute I have, I try. Like I said, when I was pregnant, I had ten months, and I didn't want to just sit home. So um, I took a woodworking class and a sewing class. And uh, yeah, I built a few pieces of furniture and I, again, fell in love with creating. Uh, it, you gain such a, a respect for furniture once you make a table or make a chair or even just a box. It's, um, yeah, you understand why real wood furniture is so much more expensive than the little Target right. nightstand that you get, you know, like you appreciate good stuff. Once you, once you learn good craftsmanship it's it's a little bit hard to to go back like you absolutely it's uh i still do i love my idea but um yeah i i you know what you're getting if you're getting yeah. ikea or target furniture what you know yeah. <laughs> you know that's a different thing than like a handmade piece of furniture that absolutely has, has a totally different uh feel to it and everything like that so it's yeah i i i also love woodworking so i to totally understand what you're saying that that's very cool mm -hmm. um all right, so we'll put we'll put whatever you like in the show notes. But what's the best way for people to reach out to you? So if they, uh, you know, hear this podcast and they want to connect, what how would you like them to reach out to you? Uh, my email is uh, probably the easiest work wise, or my phone number. My work phone number is I always pick up my phone because that's what you do as an agent. <laughs> so if you need to reach me, uh, <laughs> Caroline at KingVegasHomes.com. Um, I don't know that I've mentioned this in the podcast yet, but I work for the Brendan King Group at Simply Vegas Real Estate. Uh, that's my brokerage and my team is the Brendan King Group. Um, we're the best in town. So if you need anything in Vegas, we're here to help. My phone number is 702-605-2231.
Perfect. Yeah. If anybody's looking for a real estate agent in, in Vegas, here you go. We can, <laughs> we know who, know who to talk to. <laughs> um, all right. Final question is if you, you know, could go back in time a few years, what would you give someone in, in that position, you know, sort of starting out, what would you give them as a piece of advice? Um, get started. Just, um, I know even if you don't have any savings or anything, talk to a lender, talk to a good lender. That's very important. I, I feel like we don't talk about lender lenders enough um, in, in real estate because they can A, screw up a transaction pretty bad, or um, they, they, they just, if you don't have a good lender, everything falls apart. So, um, but also they can get you ready. They can get you there. They can tell you what to do. They can tell you how to get your credit score up. They can tell you um, how much you need to save or um, like what to do with your money so that you become approvable to take the first leap and get there, do it. Don't rent forever. Rent is like literally like throwing money out the window. Um, if you have to do it, but start saving now. Like it's not impossible ever. And there are so many programs that I'm not a lender, so I don't know them all by heart, but uh, first time home buyers, sometimes you can put 3% or if you're a V, 0% down. You know, like there's so many things like just get informed, talk to a lender. Don't be scared. It doesn't cost anything. The lender doesn't charge you to just talk to you. It's not like a lawyer or anything. Like you can just talk to them. They'll get you ready. They want to lend you money because they want your money. So right. um, they'll get you ready. Yeah, no, that, that's a really good piece of advice you know, talk to a lender or talk to multiple lenders, right? And, yeah, and, absolutely. And ask the questions. I think your, your, your point about they can get you ready, like if, if, if they're saying you're, you, you're, not, uh, you're not ready to be approved or something like that, ask that question. What, what do I have to do before I come back to you the next time so that you'll say yes, right? And just, and, and find those pieces of information out and, you know, um, it'll, because you're right, it's it's doable. Everyone yeah. everyone can I do it. People are very wary or scared of of talking uh, to either an agent or a lender. Um, but really, at the end of the day, we're here to help you get there. You know, um, so don't be scared to talk financials with your lender. Tell them how much you have. Tell them how much you make. Um, like, don't be wary. Like, we're not here to scam you. We're here to help you because you want to buy a house. So, what do you need to do is listen to your lender. And then once you're ready, get a good agent and you'll get there. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Great, great advice. I, I love it. Uh, well, Caroline, thank you so much. Um, really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for, mm -hmm. for coming on. And uh, like I said, we'll, every, we'll get everything, your contact information in the show notes. So people have that. Um, and hopefully that will, you'll get lots more calls. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That was yeah. awesome. Absolutely. Was really, really awesome. Thank you. All right. Have a good day, everyone.